The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with caller interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever noticed that more and more people at midlife start to lose their thyroid? Have you ever noticed that everybody is taking 0.125 milligram Synthroid or compounded hormones? They used to take Armathyroid. I don't know what the story is. Have you ever wondered why everyone starts to get cold in their extremities, their hair starts to get thin? If you've ever wondered why all of a sudden, like clockwork, everybody's thyroid, not everybody's, but a lot of people's thyroid start to fall out at midlife. Why is that? Is that aging? Mm-mm. Or is it a pandemic or epidemic or whatever demic we're calling it these days of thyroid disease? What is it? If you are concerned about your thyroid, today's your day because we're going to discuss unexpressed, unexpressed intuition and midlife thyroid problems. This is Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. And my name is Dr. Mona Lisa. Many of you know that I have an MD and a PhD. My PhD is in neuroanatomy, behavioral neuroscience. Both of them are from Boston University School of Medicine. In addition, I'm now retired. In addition, a completely separate career, I work in the field of medical intuition. I help people understand the connection between their right brain, their left brain, and their body, and how their body might let them know intuitively that something is out of balance. Now, people are like, intuition, that is a bunch of baloney. Actually, let me reframe it. I'm sure you've been to the doctor or a practitioner or somebody and they go, hey, listen, that ulcer, that PMS, that eczema, that low testosterone, that blah, 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 is stress. And that's it. They send you on your way. They don't tell you what kind of stress it is. And they do stress reduction. Now, that's great. That's lovely. Can you imagine if you went to your automotive mechanic and you said, my car, something wrong with it. So you 
he brings it in. And 20, uh, about five hours later, you come back and you go, what's wrong with my car? And he goes, it's broken. <laughs> broken? Yeah, it's broken. That's all you got for me? It's broken. What are you going to do? I'm going to fix it. That's about as specific as they got. So when you understand when they say stress, it's not specific. So my favorite is when they say, well, I'm going to give you stress exercises. That's like saying, fix it. So can you imagine you go to a therapist and you say, you know, I'm anxious, I'm panicky, and there's solution, can you help me fix it? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> fix it. That doesn't help. Make yourself not anxious. Don't do that anymore. That doesn't make any sense. Stress is a form of anxiety, a form of emotion that's run amok. A new word is dysregulated. I don't like multiple syllable words because that means that if you have an attention span that's multiple syllables, by the time you get to the end of the syllable, you're not going to remember what the problem was. So it's better to say, um, what's making me nervous? Well, and then you itemize it. What's making me stressed? Medical intuition itemizes it. I'm sure when you started to go to school, you get you get stomach ache. When you went home, you say, I got a stomach ache. It would be helpful to find out what made your stomach ache. Because then you could figure out how to effectively respond to it. So you could... Um, not just take medicine, because if you didn't solve the problem, you'd end up taking more and more medicine and it would stop working. That's the whole point of medical intuition, that every health problem is always in part due to diet, genetics, the environment, but every illness has an emotional intuitive component, meaning a stress. So I itemize it, or medical intuition itemizes it, so you can do something about it. Other than just stress reduction. So I have yet to meet someone who wasn't very intuitive, who wasn't very anxious. And anxious means they easily got stressed or they're sensitive. So that's like a lot of people, which is why a lot of people tend to get very stressed at midlife. Why? Well, your progesterone levels go down and progesterone's important for anxiety, I'll use another word, reduction. So it just so happens that people who are prone to thyroid problems have an increased risk for anxiety. And before that time, you might have figured out a way of managing it like, I don't know, eat chocolate, eat coffee, smoke, go on long walks on short piers, kiss the cat, kiss the dog, kiss the gerbil or whatever animal you have, maybe snakes, to each his own. However, then when you get to midlife, your progesterone levels go down. Progesterone is like alcohol, Valium, Xanax, pick your poison. And so your inner Valium, your inner anti-anxiety goes down. And that's it. 
we're done. So your anxiety goes up. And your predisposition, if we were to believe it, the studies for thyroid problems go up. Why might that be, you say? Why might it be? I actually have an answer. I'm like an encyclopedia for medical journals, scientific journals, but don't ask me the states that you need. One of which is hormones, not just progesterone. We know there's a connection with estrogen and the thyroid. Excess estrogen can, in fact, block thyroid function. Who knew? You may say, oh, well, that's actually the work of John Lee. If a person has excess body fat, which is an excess storage of building blocks for thyroid, they have an increased susceptibility for thyroid. But you're like, well, wait a minute now. I thought if you have hypothyroidism, you're going to put on weight. It's complicated. Many people, if they run low on thyroid, they may put on a little bit of weight, but not huge amounts of weight. But nonetheless, Excess body fat can block your thyroid and make gain weight. Catch 22, you know, which came first, the egg or the chicken, the thyroid or the estrogen, the weight or the thyroid. Let's just say they occurred simultaneously. In addition, if, I don't know if you've noticed this, a lot of women and possibly men, but I, have, I don't know them, it's the incidence is too low. A lot of women now who are being diagnosed with overgrowth of cells, cancer in their breasts, simultaneously are being diagnosed with overgrowth of cells in their thyroid, follicular thyroid cancer. Fascinating. Why? Because the cells in your breasts are sensitive to estrogen and so are the ones in your thyroid. So, How could emotions mess up both? Well, last I checked, the head is connected to the body. And the hypothalamus, which is the master gland for oral hormones, is connected to the area for emotion and intuition. Why is that? Let's just talk about everybody. Everybody at night, when you dream, you have micro seizures in the hippocampus, the area for memory. Micro seizures during REM. And when we dream, we have it's a connection to um, our intuition, symbolic information from our unconscious. See also Freud, who you may or may not hate. who had a close relationship with Jung, who talked about dreams, our conversation with our unconscious. And there's a whole body of literature about micro-seizures, seizures in the limbic system and intuition and mysticism. I'm sure you have the book the um, 
Neuropsychiatry of Subcortical Disorders by APA Press, I think it was in 88. There's a whole chapter on the anatomy of religious experience. And there are a bunch of people who are hyper-religious mystics who all have seizures, epilepsy, in the limbic system, the temporal lobe. And it has connections to the hypothalamus. So if you have a slap-happy, hyper-intuitive, hyper-mystic temporal lobe, it changes the hormones, the hormonal state of your hypothalamus. Thus, the points. When you go through menopause, your hormones change. Your capacity to to mute your feelings and your hunches changes. You can't shut up your feelings as much. You feel, or another way of saying it is, I'm going to lose it. Let me tell you what's on my mind, and you do. In old cultures, they throw those people in a hut. They call them wise women, and they would become mystics. And now people say, I'm losing it. And this is not a comment about saying whether or not you need bioidentical hormones, because it matters not. Your brain is going to go through the change anyway, and you're going to feel like you're losing it. But you're not. You're gaining it. You're gaining intuition and a connection with mysticism. Your brain is literally being wired hormonally and cognitively for intuition and mysticism, whether you like it or not. And the people around you are going to say, you know what? You're changing. And you're going, damn right I am. Well, if you try to shut your mouth about it, it stresses you. Put your hand in front of your mouth, do a lock jaw, go, it's really hard to shut up for very long. I mean, for five seconds, you may. At work, you may. For a short period of time, you may. Acutely, you may. But if you chronically not speak who you are, stay closeted about gross aspect, general aspects of who you are, then it's going to make you sick. For example, when I moved to Maine, I realized I bought a house with my first book advance, and I bought all the furniture out of the L.L. Bean catalog. My house looked like early American wagon wheel. It was all beige. (laughs) And when you came into my house, it was beige. It wouldn't offend nobody. It would probably be the best thing you could buy to, um, you know, put your house on the market. It would offend nobody unless you don't like wagon wheels. Suffice it to say, or Maine, cottage furniture, or live in New York City, but I digress. The point of the matter is, I found that I liked work in the hospital, but when I came home, it was depressing. Everything was beige. I'm Latina, lots of color and lights, and my house didn't look like that. And once I was on tour with a Grammy winner driving the bus with a band all across the United States, and I came across a furniture store that had intuitive design. And there was a book, and you took a test to find out who you really were. Because fifth center thyroid, you voice who you really are. 
And if you're keeping yourself a lid on it, so you offend nobody, it festers inside. Festers, festers. Goes to your adrenal gland. Adrenal gland produces epinephrine. Blood pressure goes up. Fester, fester. Or your body fat gets converted to from progesterone to estrogen. Fester, fester. Blocks your thyroid. Or it goes to cortisol, which is a nearby pancreas. You gain weight. Fester, fester. And you go, oh my God, my thyroid is low. But the excess body fat then is excess estrogen and it counters your thyroid. But then cortisol is like messes up your immune system, makes you more likely to have autoimmune problems like Hashimoto's thyroiditis, fester, fester. So I took the test and it said, I wasn't a beige. I wasn't an early American wagon wheel. I was a creative. And it showed, oh, I don't know, stoplights and colors. And so after a while, I just bought a stoplight. I bought all kinds of colors, yellow, green, blue. And people started coming to my house and saying, can I sit here? Because whenever I sit here, I feel happy. I went, go ahead. I bought six and seven foot high inflatables for my front yard. And in Maine, they don't do that. They have these little polite little white lights expressing who I am. You come to my yard, you see a seven-foot-high Frankenstein. It was like a mixture of Madonna. Express yourself. And then versus Lady Gaga. <laughs> you know who you are. Love yourself. My mama used to tell me, you're a superstar. Maybe that's not you. Maybe you're beige. Then do beige. However, I wasn't beige. And then I was happy. My point is, at midlife, you can't live to make everybody happy. It's your time. Whether you're a man, a woman, a mouse, or a golden retriever. It's not to annoy people. If you keep it all in, it's bad. And the same thing with intuitive. You don't go around up to your boss and go, I'm seeing a dead person behind your left ear. Your Aunt Mabel says, listen, <laughs> you should never have bought that house. Don't do that. That's an intuitive run amok. I'm saying learn to say the right thing to the right person at the right amount of intensity. Don't get intuitive diarrhea or intuitive constipation. Otherwise, fifth center. And midlife, you're more likely to have neck, thyroid. And then finally, last but not least, at midlife, I used to see people in the hospital when I was just still wet behind the ears. All the middle-aged attendings, physicians, they all had that little scar in their neck. It's either they had cervical discs or a thyroid problem because they, what the career was no longer spoke for who they were. It was no longer their calling in the world. So speaking is the same way as calling. It, it's not your calling in the world. It's not called to you. Does that mean 
quit your job and take up watercoloring in the park. No, I didn't say that. I'm saying use your job as work study to start to get the training to do something in addition, something that you're calling. Because you may find that what if it's not voicing who you are in the world, then it's not constantly climbing and changing, climbing and changing. You'll find that the organ on either side of your thyroid, your neck, you'll have problems with your heart and your head. The vessels in your heart, because it won't be your passion, and your head, you won't be feeding the vessels in your head to start to lose your memory and your intellect because you'll stop changing emotionally, growing passionately, and growing intellectually, thus aging. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about unexpressed intuition, midlife thyroid problems. If you want to know more about today's show, you want to read my latest book, All Is Well or Heal Your Mind. If you want a private reading, go to www.drmonalisa.com. One, excuse me, two-hour readings, www.drmonalisa.com. We're taking your calls, 207-846-6497. Putting the phone on the hook, 207-846-6497. Shy, you can always go to the website, get a private reading. Do you want to know more about how to do intuition? I have a seven-day medical intuition training class. It's once a year. It's in July. It's seven days. Subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa, this podcast. It's on Apple, Google, Spotify. Do a search, Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. But remember, this forum is educational only. It is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. And please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. If you are in an emergency, please go to the emergency room. Do not wait. I now take you off mute. And how can I be of help? Thyroid, neck, or whatever your questions are for today. Put, to to quote Lady Gaga, put your paws up or your hands or whatever you want to call them. How can I be of help? Beverly, looking polite there on the left upper quadrant. How can I be of help? Uh, Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Um, I have just a concern about hair loss. I've never had hair loss before, and um, I don't know really what's triggering it. And I, okay. First of all, hair loss, everybody immediately thinks it's thyroid, and that's ridiculous. Um, Beverly, how old are you? Uh, 68. Hair loss is so many different reasons. It's such an interesting um organ we're not going to go by that old metaphor why are you losing your roots i once taught a medical somebody in medical intuition There's a way in which intuition and metaphor can be used to the most ridiculous. You take right brain intuition, you balance it with left brain fact. Does this make sense? 
but you deliver it, of course, in a skillful way because you never blame the person or yourself. So a woman comes to her and she has problems with eyesight. She's going blind. She says to her, when you're ready to see what you're supposed to see, you won't go blind anymore. Mm. And to say to somebody, when they're losing their hair, why are you losing your roots? It would be similarly ridiculous. Because every health problem is always due to diet. They have problems with iron. The environment, you could have problems with lead. Genetics, people in your family could have thinning of hair at a certain time in their life. Or some other health problem, which I'll get into in a second. But every illness has an emotional intuitive component. Oh, you're just nervous. Cats drop their hair when they're nervous. And that's true. Every morning, my cat, Minnie Pearl, we have this thing. I get out of the shower. She comes sauntering in, pretends she's not wanting attention. She rolls on the tile. And then she has a switch. I don't know why she has this. Underneath, I'm, I'm stalling, trying to do your reading at the same time. My family has the capacity to talk and think and listen at the same time. She has a switch underneath both armpits. So when she rolls on the floor, she immediately pulls a switch and she drops fur everywhere. I don't know how that happens. She only drops the fur at that moment. Never see it any other time. It's not like I'm pulling her fur. So it's clear that it's an emotional reaction. Don't get that. And we do have stimulant, epinephrine, which and a hormone that can make the erector pili muscle go erect and make the hair stand up. And maybe if there's, I don't know, maybe that's why we drop hair. Or if we're a cat, we drop hair. On the other hand, a certain percentage of our hair is supposed to drop out anyway. And maybe certain times of our life, we're really focused. But remember now, every illness is always in part due to diet, genetics, and the environment. I recently did a reading on a girl, and she was a very nervous person. And during every developmental stage in her life, she had some form of panic that affected a different organ in her life, her body. And she was prone to allergies. She's prone to infections. Um, she was getting ready to go to college and in preparation to go to college, she told her boyfriend, she didn't want to get involved. She didn't want to be with him anymore. And she lost all of her hair. Mm-hmm. I told her mother, I think your daughter has problems with social phobia and anxiety. Oh no. Oh no. Well, she had the same boyfriend for four years. And then all of a sudden she loses him. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. 
Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. I see, um, how old are you again? 68. 68, you said that. I see a family. Families are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense of belonging. You can't talk about something that's depressing you. You're not someone to wax philosophical. I'd really have to squeeze you to get to talk about your feelings. And in fact, as you're sitting there, you're just smiling. You could be angry. You could be sad. You could be annoyed as all hell, but you're sitting there smiling. Mm -hmm. That's true. And so that's not true. I'm looking right at you. That's not intuitive if you're looking right at someone. So that's why I like to do readings, not seeing a person. The private reading, the first part of the reading is audio only because I can't look at the person because it drives me crazy because it's not intuitive if I'm looking at you. But you're sitting there and you're smiling like you're quilting or something. And if that's happening, then the emotion is not coming from your right brain out your body. It's going down ever so coolly, ever so neatly into your body because it's not emoting. And though that may make you feel like you're in control and you're not going to lose it, it's seeping, festering in your body. And maybe the only way that you will know that you're experiencing emotion is by a change in sensation and then ultimately symptoms in your body that may take a while because thunder occurs first and then lightning afterwards. And your symptoms may be lightning when the first symptom, uh, somebody's telling me no. Well, anyway, I got those mixed up, but one of them occurs before the other. And so the symptoms in your body occur after the emotions, but they're supposed to be simultaneous, but by and large, one of them travels faster than the other, but their body-mind is simultaneous. Anyway, my point is you don't express how you're feeling about someone because they appear to have more power, money, clout, something or other, or you just don't like to talk about how you feel because you don't want to risk losing someone you love. However, this person is either the more distant, removed, inaccessible, or feels like they are leaving a lot. And though you look like you're calm, cool, collected, I wonder if you worry about something is ending. You'll say no, but you're worried and you're nervous. And like a cat, you're dropping your fur. Every once in a while, you see a cat and they got baldness in a certain area. And if you watch them, they're like biting it. And you're like, what's wrong? And you'll see them. They'll just be sitting there. And then all of a sudden, they'll take their wrist and they'll start biting their wrist because out of frustration, they don't know what else to do. So they start itching it. Some people who are developmentally disordered, they start to literally bite self-injurious behavior their their arms. Animals do the same thing because they don't know how to get out of emotion or frustration. Other, others of us 
truncated into our body and it changes domino effects of emotions and it, our body shows it. Who is being more distant, removed, and ever so walled off from you? I think it's my son. How old is your son? Uh, he's 37. Does he have a wife? I have a girlfriend. How long has he had the girlfriend? About five years. Do you like the girlfriend? No. Did you say yes? No, I, I don't like the girlfriend. No, you don't like the girlfriend. Neither do I. <laughs> do you think that the girlfriend is putting a line in the sand and trying to seg- sequester your son like a jury? Absolutely, 100%. Right. And so you think that she's sequestering him like a jur- jury, J-U-R-Y, so that he doesn't have access to information from the outer world. Possibly. He's a very intuitive young man. Oh. That last statement, Your Honor, that was irrelevant. You will strike that, strike that from the record. That's irrelevant. That's true. But uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Because you're saying, I love my son. He knows better is why you said that. He's very intuitive. He's very intelligent. He knows better than this. However, mm-hmm. he's very intuitive. He's very anxious. Mm-hmm. So people who are anxious tend to attract someone who looks like they have everything under control. And then they end up being controlling. Yes. So we attracted her because she looks like she has everything under control. But you don't like her because she's controlling. That's right. Right. However, that smile on your face is controlling your emotions. Yeah, either that or else I'm going to cry or yell. No, 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 no. I understand that. I was on the phone earlier today crying. And I told the guy, the nurse, hey, do you think I like crying here? I feel humiliated. You don't want to express your emotions because it makes you feel out of control and you feel humiliated. I get that. It's shameful. That's why a cat will sit there like this and then start biting their wrists. Because cats don't like to suffer. They run underneath the bed and hide. Dogs don't either. When they get hurt or sick, they run into the woods. Shame. You hide your face. In Judaism, if you embarrass someone and they turn red, that red, if you embarrass someone, it's like killing them because you've made them bleed because your face turns red. It's a social, inappropriate emotion. And now you feel that I'm being kind to you because your face is softening. Because you're afraid of me. I don't like to hurt people. It's not about hurt. It's it's a realization. I don't know what to do about it. I feel like... But your face is softening. And the reason why I'm saying this, because this is a way to approach der Führer. (laughs) The lady at the gate. (laughs) I'm part German. And that's not to say anything who's German. But these are people who are in control of the kingdom. And I am using irreverent humor. And if you want access to El Sano, you can't be like the way your face was. But she will feel that you are an adversary. 
Do you get it? Yes. Can't do that. So you have to act like you've had a little bit of cocaine. I have I don't do cocaine because I don't need to. I have no frontal lobe. <laughs> I'm disinhibited enough for the ball of us on this screen. You have to act a little bit more disinhibited. Hey, enough there laughing over there on that screen. Um, you have to act a little disinhibited. There you're smiling. I can see your teeth. That's helpful. And a reverent humor. You have to talk a little bit faster. And kind of like um, watch the Today Show's a lot. The people who are doing the morning segments with food. There was one in the Today Show today from the South, and she was hilarious. She discussed, this is how you need to talk like you're from the South. There was a lady who was talking about how to make tomato sandwiches. So you talk about neutral subjects with her. It's disarming. So you say to her, so you're doing something with her and your son. But you don't talk about anything of substance. It's going to drive her crazy. Don't talk about a wedding. Don't talk about where the next vacation is. Say, hey, you're not going to believe what I just saw. And she's like, this is fifth center. It's having a voice and having a say. Because you're afraid you're going to lose your roots. You're afraid you're going to lose your family, your son. So if you're going to use that smile, you at least use it skillfully. And make the sun come out of your eyes. See my eyes? You say, and look off to the side. You're not going to believe this lady. She has a southern accent like this. She's hilarious. She had a deep tan, which really confused me. And she was tall, which expected her to be short. This woman is going to drive her crazy because your language is going to be filled with non sequiturs. So you go in here, you go in there, you go in here and go in there. And she is so much of a control addict. She's not going to be able to follow it. Mm-hmm. She's going to think you're borderline nuts, but not really. <laughs> and you're going to say, I know some people think I should be on Ritalin, but not so much, really, because I tried it and it failed. But I digress. Anyway, back to the tomatoes. So this lady's on the Today Show. And she's going to make tomato sandwiches. And she says, now you got to eat them when they're warm. Like they just come out of the field and the water is dripping down like this. And you look at her in the face. You know what I mean? Like dripping down. And that's going to really bother her because she's such a control fanatic. And when you do that, you're telling her. You look at her right in the face. This is where you use intuition. You're telling her. You are not going to be able to control me. Because Judge Judy says this. She says, don't try to follow my reasoning. You're never going to be able to. Because you understand she wouldn't be able to follow me. Do I sound like I have a BA from Brown and an MD and a PhD if I'm talking to her like this? No. But I'm talking so fast she can't follow me. But there's a reason why I'm saying absolutely. So I said, so what? She eats these tomatoes. She says, do not ever put a tomato in the refrigerator. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'll be all over you till next Tuesday. Pause. And she's looking at you and she's going to try to interrupt you and and turn the conversation and go, ah, 
you're not, you haven't heard the best part. You know how when you're going through the, um, she's like, because you're taking control over the conversation. She can't shut you the hell up. <laughs> it's over something like tomatoes, for God's sakes. And it makes her a little scared because she's not sure whether you're nuts, certifiably, <laughs> or crazy. But she knows one thing. Don't fuss with you because she can't follow it. But she'll get to the point. You'll get to the point. You'll say, but I have a point here. You're not going to believe it because this lady is brilliant. You know how you go, so you change it a little bit. So now it's like chess. You've castled. This is fifth center. In DBT, It's DBT is a form of cognitive behavioral therapy. It's how to say something. It used to be using Toastmasters. How to talk to people who are difficult. And she is difficult. Now, you think that I would say, so, what are your intentions with my son? Don't do that. That's not like going up to a Doberman Pinter and going, hey, listen, you need a good muzzle. That's wrong. Are you kidding me? Or, listen, I've known my son since in utero, so you got nothing. This is not the way to do it. So you say, so with the Today Show, she says, do not refrigerate a tomato. However, let me tell you, I see these tomatoes here? I brought them all the way from North Carolina. And I'm thinking, how the hell did she do that? She'd have to go through this lady is tough. She'd have to go through security. How do you bring a tomato through security? You can't. You cannot bring a tomato through security. She did. That's one tough steel magnolia. Are you following the point of why I'm telling you this story? Because you don't fuss with this lady. And this daughter-in-law-to-be would get nowhere with this woman. So now you know why I'm choosing this story with this lady. So I say, so so you say, you're not going to get, you're not going to believe this woman. So she said, so I have the best, juiciest tomatoes from North Carolina, right off the vine. These are the ones to make the tomatoes, tomato sandwich where you eat them and the dripping, you go right back to the dripping. It's going to drive her crazy because she is the kind of person that wouldn't want any dripping. She'll even control biological substances like a tomato, for God's sakes. So she doesn't, she controls biological juices and we're not going to get into it. So (laughs) just, she has no sense of humor and she would not like my sense of humor. So she says, so when I get to the airport, I get through security and the guy starts looking and touching my tomatoes. And I say to the guy, hey, hey, back away from my tomatoes. Do not. And you say it just like this. As if you're from the deepest, hottest part of Mexico. Back away. Do not touch my tomatoes. And you said, you know what? She didn't touch my tomatoes. And you look at her right in the face. And you let her know that you know how to get around. And you are a contender. And you go, I cannot believe someone like that. Unbelievable. She communicated to that guy that, A, 
she was not a danger. B, to not touch her personal body and her materials anyway this room. She didn't get mad. She was free. And she was in a good mood. And she had a good day. I think that's a brilliant woman, isn't it? Now, what are we having for dinner? <laughs> and you change the subject. And you have taken control of the conversation. And she will not fuss with you because she's not sure whether you're nuts <laughs> or brilliant. But she's sure as hell. Doesn't know how to control you. Because you can't be categorized. There's no one like you. And then you go, now then, you have good taste. And she'll go, what? Because she's waiting for you to be opposed to her. And you do a keto. You say, you and I have something in common. We have good taste. You love my son. Bravo. So now you're on her team. And you say, and I want you to know, I give my blessing. Because people like her are always you and me against the world. Don't do it. Don't play tug of war. Let go of the rope. Never, ever do that. This center is willfulness and willingness. Don't do it. Do you get it? Yes. That's great. Thank you. Because that one is defensive. I have a headache. The major reasons why a person loses their hair. One, if it's in patches, autoimmune, 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 alopecia areata. You don't feel like that. You don't feel like that at all. That coincides with um, a bunch of auto, other autoimmune problems. You don't feel that way at all. Um, the other possibility is possible. And that is, is that you're so upset. You are shunting hormones in your adrenal gland toward cortisol and androgens. And messing up your hormonal imbalance. Mm. Um, in Chinese medicine, they might be able to tell that by your uh, pulses. Um, Chinese medicine, they call it deficient kidney yin, yang, deficient kidney yin. Um, Western medicine, you need to check your um, stool for, for um, blood. To find out if you have um, a losing blood, and you need to check your red cells and iron. Mm -hmm. If you are anemic, you need to find out what kind of anemia is it. Don't let someone go, oh, you're just anemic, and then give you iron. That's not good enough because all women are not anemia blood loss. Most people say that and get away with that. It's not right because if you're no longer menstruating, you can't. Say your anemia blood loss, this person is raving their head. 
it means where are you losing the blood? That's not good. Could be losing it internally. You could lose it from your stool. You can tell that by if you have microcytic small cells, um, red cells, all kinds of things. Um, then they can tell if it's normochromic, hypochromic, and all kinds of other chrome stuff by looking at your red cells. You have to look at your CBC. Very, very important. I used to love to do that. I used to love to do anemias and look them up. But don't just go by, give an eye and call it a day. That's ridiculous. There's used to call it anemia of chronic disease, and now they call it anemia of inflammation, which I hate that phrase because what where's the inflammation? Could be an autoimmune inflammation, could be anemia of, of cancer. I don't want like to use that word. So you have to find out what that is. Um, if you've had surgery, which I had, and I lost blood, I basically die, I bled out and had to be resuscitated. Six months later, I started losing handfuls of hair and I thought I ignored it. And then I lost more hair. I called a friend of mine, a hairstylist. And I said, is this a lot of hair? And she said, I'm only said, that's a lot of hair. Said, well, no, I couldn't, I didn't have enough for a ponytail. And then when I went to a hairstylist at the end of the haircut, I said, is it my imagination or am I losing hair? And he said, I thought you were on chemotherapy. Then when I was in the hospital around that time and I had a DVT in my left hip, they thought it was no leg, but we're not going to go into that sad and tired tomb. However, when I was in the ICU on a clot buster in heparin, the nurse accused me of having trichotillomania, pulling my hair out. Maybe if you're nervous, you're doing this thing with your hair. And I said, why do you think I had trichotillomania? And she said, because there's hair all over your pillow, at which time I cried uncontrollably. The reason I bring that up was, first of all, is because I knew it was from the blood loss at that point. A friend of mine had a big honking fibroid, which she was perimenopausal, and that was anemia blood loss. You're postmenopausal. That's not a reason. If you had surgery, which it doesn't feel like you do or did, then none of that applies. Thus, it leaves the hormonal situation. It feels like it's diffuse thinning. Yeah, it's after I wash my hair for some weird reason. I comb well, my then hair. you have to ask yourself and you have to find out from a hairdresser who's not connected to you. Then, of course, you go to an endocrinologist, a reasonable board-certified, run-of-the-mill, boring one. And you have them do TSH, T4, and T3, all of those. And you have them measure them. I don't want something to be minor, borderline. If you're losing your hair like that, it's going to not be subclinical. It's going to be obvious. Are you following me? To say, are you cold, hot, things like that? I mean, I had no thyroid. I went from hyper graves to none. Um, and that was when I was sleeping with those hot, sticky things that you use in your mittens when you ski. And I was calling all the heat companies to check my heaters because I thought they were broken when I really didn't have a thyroid at all. So that said, it, it doesn't sound like you're dramatic like that because it doesn't seem like you're having other symptoms. But nonetheless, 
to be complete, you need to do that. All of that to say, if all of those are negative and it's diffuse thinning, um, then you want to consider Chinese, but don't do that until all those tests. Shou PN is an herb for kidney meridian, but go by Chinese herbalist. Don't go and buy it. Um, that's for kidney meridian. And consider that laser cap. But you understand that's treating the surface and not looking underneath the underneath because you understand what root are you losing mm-hmm. and how else is it affecting your body you don't want to just treat the tip of the iceberg and lose the titanic yeah. you're going to need someone to help you support you on the perceived loss of your son because that sits on your chest mm-hmm. And we're going back to the smiling thing. Yeah, because it's painful, right? <laughs> you no, know, it's hiding emotions behind a brave and stoic face. And that's grief. And that you're smiling again. And that goes to the chest. And that's not good. Mm-hmm. Did you get it? Yep. It was Thank a good you. reading. Thank I you. I hope I have been of some help. You people are wonderful. Um, Thank you so much. Dr. Hayes, please give me a call. I want to talk with you. Uh, Hayes, Bruce Hill, I need to talk with you. You know the number I called you last week from, but not too late because after that I have, it's just me and Netflix and Dip. You have a great day. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. Be brilliant. Be well. I will see you next week and live brilliantly. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.